Hey guys, this is Chai. And it's the kids, the girl, Redeem Rebel. And you're listening to another episode of Unpredictably Elevated. I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> Alright, today's topic is beauty aesthetic. So we're going to jump into the uh, black history fact. And I want to shout out uh, Annie... McLean, <laughs> why you say it like that? Annie, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Annie, I'm sorry, Annie Malone. And Annie Malone basically was a chemist and an entrepreneur. So she's the uh, she is the woman who basically came up with relaxers um, to straighten our hair, to straighten textured hair without damaging the scalp and uh, the hair follicles, which technically. <sighs> They put lye in relaxer and lye. If you if you actually know what lye is, it's actually not good. And I feel like <laughs> that would damage the hair follicles. And yeah, that's why I was like, where was her motivation in this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who put who started putting lye in the relaxers, but yeah, like if you go to the, if you look on certain boxes, they have like no lye relaxer because lye will actually like lye actually burns you like. It can burn your skin off like it's 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 that strong of a chemical all right so she developed the um hair care products um called wonderful hair grower and she hired three employees to plan grow and sell her product um of course she experienced uh, racial discrimination so she wasn't able to distribute so she had to uh, sell her products door to door um but in the year 1910 they were able to um they were able to expand. So we want to give a shout out to uh, Annie Malone, and along with, and along with other people, we Madam C J Walker, who they say stole her idea um, because she was uh, C J Madam C J Walker was able to uh, market the product better. Then we can't forget about our sister's our sister Iman, the model. Uh, she created uh, Black Cosmetics. Um, Vanessa Williams, who's the first Black Miss America. Uh, it's a, it's a whole bunch of Black people or Black women in the industry that set the tone for us. So we want to shout them out and show them some love. So, yeah. Was that a good tone though? Like it was good because they were like the first Blacks to do it. But was it something that we should have been subscribing to? There's a whole lot of mess involved. So, obviously, you know me. I like to go back in my history. And... As... This is, I'm trying to get my words together. But as um, an African-American, it's very hard. I struggle with this on a daily. Um, and it's something that a lot of women, regardless of race, struggle with because we've gotten to the point where our society basically controls how we see beauty right and it's like how can we let that happen when we are all different you know everyone believes different things and you know there's just there's a lot going on so you know for african americans though um beauty in our bodies that's a huge thing like Oh my gosh, yeah. like our bodies were basically subjected to um, 
everything really like just um were we good breeders like did we look like we were good going to be good breeders for them um and then it got to the point where when we were free and this is something i recently learned because i wanted to get more into head wraps uh-huh. and um and yeah because you know follow my girl Yvette on Belief and Followhood and I love how she does her raps and I'm like I never felt like I could like she wears this really cute one that's like she wraps it and it's like a big bow mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't think I would look good with that and it's just like why don't I think I look would look good with that you know what I'm saying and it's just like certain things where we're like oh maybe only certain people can pull it off and um you know, so I was looking at that. So then um, I was on Tumblr and I was looking at people with head wraps and something and stuff. And so I saw this um, snippet of an article where they were saying that I can't remember if they said like a law had passed or they were doing something. But basically when women well, when black people. Uh, when black people were starting to be free well we were free and so at that point women black women became exotic so it was like ooh, you know like you became we, exotic yeah like i'll say okay so we okay so we were still we we're still fighting the slave mentality at that point but it was mm-hmm. getting to the point where because we were free white men started seeing us less I don't want to say less as objects but more as like ooh another option I mean I feel like they already did though I mean that's yeah why that's why it's, that's why it's hard to like like explain this right now but um they saw us more like um just like just like ooh like look at these free black women walking around you know what i'm saying like uh fetishing us yes fetish 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 what is it fetishizing fetishizing something i don't know you guys know what we're saying anyways um so yeah so obviously white women were like what is going on type of deal so then they were like okay well we will try to um control how they do their hair so we couldn't um they try to make us like wear these wraps and stuff for our hair so kind of like um sarah bartman basically um they fetishized her because she had a big butt large Mm -hmm. hips like she was very Right. And so they wanted to, they consider her to be exotic. So that's what you mean? Like, that was more, I feel like that was more of like when black people go out of the country and people are like, oh my gosh, black people. That's how I feel like they saw her. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, like we don't have, our bodies are not natural like this, but this woman's body is naturally this way. This is like, they 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 put her in like freak shows mm-hmm. like they still had to like when she died that did like they completely took apart her body like it was on like display like it it was it was more it was kind of past for me it's past fetish, fetish i can't say this word 
<laughs> yeah it was past that like to me that was just all out like curiosity or we gotta it was out how past it was and not even because you know it was natural there was nothing in that time where someone could take to be like oh we got this big butt so it's but just like isn't that freakish though to know that that a woman can be born that thick like i feel like in some instances us like like black women are born like all types of shapes and sizes i'm not like saying that white women aren't born all types of shapes and sizes but it's less. more yeah it's less less i don't want to say less natural but it's less common for other races i guess i don't know like i feel like in the black latino caribbean type mm-hmm. there's like women are kind of more voluptuous whereas in the more european but it's like that's crazy Asian, where does that come from I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's stuff that about our bodies that we do not control at all. We cannot control how our bodies come out, how our bodies are looking. And yet those are the things that they choose to discriminate us on or um you know or, or just get us just I don't know. Like they choose those things that we can't control to just try to control us. <laughs> like yeah. It's like I can't control that I was born black. I literally, I, I, it's like it's like they. I don't know. Obviously, they don't think this way, but it's it's like if we had a choice in the womb to be like, "Yo, God, you know, can you make me, you know, white with yeah. a big booty and some full lips?" Because you know that just seems like what they want at this point in time. But you know, I digress. <laughs> We can't control like the, that. I feel like on the outside looking in, I would be fascinated by a black by her body. Like I'd be like, "Yo, maybe not to the point where I would like try to pick it out or like put like would you put her in a zoo? That's what they did. They put it was a human. There, okay. So there's this concept of human. It's not even a concept. It was a real thing where they would put black people, Africans, in settings where people white people would go to these carnivals to see them they would touch them through the gates like they like were just, like, like they were exactly yes and well that's the thing like we weren't human to them yeah like they separated themselves from us so much that we were not like them at all like it didn't matter I that we I had a heart and two lungs like, i feel like there's a certain there's a certain thing like you can be like like for example if you start learning about a different culture than yours you'll get fascinated all the different traditions and cultural events and things like that but would you get so obsessed to the point where like they were they were just literally degrading us as human beings because of their fascination it's just like i feel like there's a fine there's there's this fine line. I'm not sure what the other part of that line is, but you can be fascinated without going to the extent that they did. Yeah, I can understand that. And then the thing is, is that it. This is why I feel like it's more than fascination because if it was fascination, you wouldn't have. But is it in the name of science? It's no. It's it's their own bubble that they want to surround themselves in. Because if it was science, like for example, if we're going to talk science. Then we need to take it back to the um, the whole what was it the syphilis 
and um, when they would give black men the supposed cure for syphilis in the name of science but what they really wanted to do was see how our bodies reacted they didn't give us the cure so these men thought that they were cured from syphilis but they weren't they were basically rats just so they would gave them a syphilis virus to see how they were going to react to it or what they okay so these um i can't remember if they already had it or if they were given it but they were supposed to be giving them a cure mm -hmm. and they weren't so the like so many black men died because they thought they were given the cure but they weren't they were just kind of they were they were what do they call them the little guinea pigs or whatever yeah um so in the name it, quote unquote in the name of science there's so many things they were done to African-Americans and slaves or black people or whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's another topic altogether. Um, in the name of science and um, trying to basically them or Anglos getting what they wanted out of whatever they were trying to do. They always had so we just like so basically we just like some freakish freakish things to see what we'll yeah see what like happens. yeah like it was just like I feel like we've always been we've always been seen as something that can be I don't want to say thrown away per se but something that can be used and just like 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 a straw you need it for a little bit and but you can throw it away because there's always another one. Yeah. So it it's there's a there's yeah. I don't know, I feel like but even still, I guess even seeing black women that are thick, for example, like Kelly Price, I remember watching um she has wide hips. Mama, for example. Mama has a curvaceous body. So it's like That was after she had kids though, because when she was my age, she was very skinny like me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well she said all she said that she always was men are always attracted to her for her body. I mean, yeah, because her body kind of like if you look at pictures of her when she was like in high school and stuff and that's where she said it started, she had like she wasn't like bone skinny, but she was definitely like she had that shape where that society found was appealing. And I feel like she's uh, since then, like since she's had kids, like well, since she's had us, like she's been always trying to like not necessarily get back to that point, but but get back to that point where she just she was I don't know because she's always struggled with that. She's really I I mean I've always seen her struggle with weight. her weight and um which is internally which I didn't realize but it's internally spread onto me and it's just like I worry about getting pregnant and gaining weight because I'm just like I don't want to be like mama always on diets and trying to work out and all this stuff yeah there's a that's lot that's another topic yeah there's <laughs> that's that's another thing because that just brings up so much from my past like like remember that time uh I came home from school. Well, actually, no, it's, it is because this is in regards to beauty. Yeah, that's true. So, we, oh, okay. Well, anyways, 
So I was, it was in high school and I had came home from school for some reason, whatever we had at lunch filled me up and I wasn't hungry when dinner time came around. Mm -hmm. And we had, my mom had made like turkey wings and something or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's a lot. I'm not hungry. And she literally made me eat the food because quote, and this is her quote. This is what she said. So mama, whenever you hear this, I'm sorry, but this is what you told me. She was like, I'm not having no anorexic child. But do you know that that was because she starved herself? I know, but I'm saying like, you forcing me to eat, like that was a lot of, that was trauma, right? Like that was traumatic. Cause it's like, I'm about to throw up because I'm not hungry, but you're forcing me to eat this food right now because of your own issues. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, like what am I supposed to do? This is my parent. I'm going to get a whooping if I don't do what she says. But I'm really, truly not hungry right now, like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Do you think she worried because you were already naturally skinny? I mean, I, I get the worry, but again, she was skinny when she was younger. She didn't get bigger until she had kids. So it's just like, if you know me, you know I like food. Like, I don't feel like I, there's ever been a point where I was like, oh, there's certain types of foods that I would stop eating. But as far as just not eating, like, I've never been that person. I've always loved food, at least in my eye. Like, I've always loved food. I've always can just put a whole bunch of back and people are like, how do you eat so much? I'm just like, I just can. Like, yeah. so it's just like, for her to do that, I was just like. I don't know like it was just it was just kind of crazy so it's just like you don't want to be to the point where you're too skinny and like I have known people where they felt like they had to like be in the gym or take supplements just to gain weight just to like build some type of a body because you feel like you're too skinny you don't have enough uh, like I always would say like my breasts like I just was like oh like I don't have any like I don't I just I felt like I didn't have enough and it's just like people are all all telling me oh you you know you have a nice body blah blah, blah. but it's just like you don't compared so. to what society is saying I feel like I don't like I feel like what do you mean what do you think like I feel like right like obviously I'm trying to I'm trying I'm working on this so these are all things that mostly in high school I was feeling because in middle school I feel like I don't think I was so concerned about my body in middle school I think the body issue started in high school where I was seeing other girls because I went to a predominantly Spanish um, school so I mean the bodies on those girls like that it was like voluptuous like they to me those were like nice bodies and I felt like I was just skinny but you well, you have curves though realize that According, yes, okay. Mm -hmm. You don't believe you have curves? <laughs> you thing, wearing that dress that you wore on Saturday showed you had curves, like in your hips. What dress? To the wedding. Oh. Like you have curves. You're like what they call slim thick. I do definitely do not think that. <laughs> no. You don't think that? No. Yes, bruh. I can tell. I can honestly. The thing is, is that look how you look. Even when you're wearing your gown right now, you're slim thick. You're with the society. I would say stock society. That's because I have thick. definitely stopped working out and worried about my 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 stuff. Yeah, but, but working out or not working out, you're slim thick, bruh. 
But I feel like we keep making words because we're comparing each other. Like we're comparing ourselves to each other. So it's just like, if you're not slim thick, then what do you are? You're just like slim, like no thickness, like what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just like now we've created this slim thick word where it's just like for people who not at not all the way thick but not bony it's just like why are we creating all of these like labels and then it's just like i feel like i to me when i look at it it's like i i have to keep all of my body issues in because if i feel like if i talk and i feel like i've told you this before i feel like if i talk about my body issues it's like oh what do you have to worry about yeah you're like in the bracket of acceptability or whatever it is mm -hmm. and it's just like but you don't know what I have to deal with on a daily basis but it's just like um like for example like when Monique she came out with her was it a cookbook that she came out with yes and I was just like there's so much especially women against women like there's there's so much what she, what she said skinny bitches or something yeah something like that and I was just like like it's not that we don't eat like in my case I just had a really fast metabolism I couldn't help that like I can eat as much wings as you can but, but I think just, she's talking about the skinny women who consider themselves to be better than fat women or women who are thicker it's just like colorism yeah like you feel like Oh, because you're light skinned you're better and they they put you down or tell you that you're not beautiful because you're this size. I think that's what Which she, is crazy because we don't acknowledge that light skinned women go through issues. Is right. that what is that another <laughs> You should have you ever watched the um it's a documentary called Dark Skin and Light Skin? Mm mm. By who? Um, I'm not sure, but it's actually a very good documentary. That's something you should watch. Dark skin they um they did the dark skin story where they were basically treated like the lower the the, the low of the low mm. basically what Kodak black said you're rough yeah you know but the light skin we didn't it's know supposed to be dainty you know dainty stuff. but we didn't know that they experienced sexual trauma whereas we experienced the dark skin experienced physical abuse and verbal abuse right but they were sexualized yeah and it's like you look at both sides you watch both of those and you're like wow both sides have they're like yeah y'all think it's all sweet and shit on this side but it's really not like mm -hmm. we're in the house but you don't know what we have to go through in the house you know what i'm saying well it's like the movie uh queen by uh the guy who made roots alex haley yeah I mean, did you watch that all the way i just watched now yeah I, it's I remember so long, seeing it's so long it's a really long movie i saw it on tv once i think it was on bounce was it on bounce i can't remember but probably so the girl ain't got a BT. He do got BT. He don't. I tried. He don't. Mm -mm. He I got a But yeah, Bounce is pretty. They have some good stuff on there. I think it was because that's the only channel I can think of that would have. Anyways, but they they yeah they played the full movie Queen. It was about six six or I don't know. It was they're broken up in like hour two hour chunks. It's a very long movie. If you guys get a chance to watch Queen, definitely watch it with Halle Berry. Um, but yeah, so in that, I was just like... Passing. I think that's... An, uh, like, being able to basically be light enough to pass for white. White, yeah. And, um, you know, black women would do that because they felt that they would... I mean, they did to a certain extent...
get treated um they were able to be treated better and have a fair not a, i want to say fair because they always lived in fear that's some they always had to live in fear like if you were passing there was always a small bit of you that was just like if you got found out you don't know what's going to happen to you but then you also could get lost in that and start yes. to feel like you the shit yeah well yeah and and you would start to feel like you know you know i'm entitled to what everybody else is entitled to like when queens first started passing like and people started treating her better she was like oh i guess i'm white now like she literally was <laughs> she literally was like like i guess she it was kind of like a point in period where she was like testing the waters like she didn't know she was passing until like she was talking with the white lady waiting for one of the carriages to come basically it was like they were waiting at the bus stop and she this white lady was talking to her and was like oh come on my carriage we'll go to blah 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 so after she left like she was like oh i'm white now like this is gonna work for me like if she didn't notice i'm definitely gonna keep doing this so it was just like you have to it's just there's just so much and we have to be open to each other's experiences um we can't let something as like it's so crazy that we've been judged on our color for so long that now we're judging each other's color yeah like it makes no sense i mean it makes sense because that's what we've internalized for for so long that our color is too dark that white people get treated better that they are better so here comes these um and back then i don't know if i'm not sure i have to update my terms but i'm not sure if this is still a accurate term but back then it was like mulattoes mm -hmm. and like quadroons and all of that where it was it was you know that one drop i find that most light-skinned come from light-skinned people come from dark-skinned parents which is very fascinating to me because some mm. of my some of my friends or my old friends like two of them are very light-skinned fair-skinned but their but their mothers or their mothers or fathers are like our my skin complexion or darker are they both that that complexion <coughs> or is just um, one of them that complexion one of them is that complexion and the other is like fair skin but i think i i remember seeing um like a light-skinned person both their parents were dark-skinned it was like but see that's another hell? thing like black people are able to produce all types so many of types of characteristics yeah like there was a whole thing where it's like black people can't have blue eyes it may be rare but black people can produce anything like and that, I think that's the scary thing about us um, is that we are able to produce any, anything really. It, it, I mean, it depends on God, obviously, but yeah. it's, it's not impossible. Um, but it is difficult. It's difficult trying to be open with who you are as as far as beauty goes like because basically you have to love yourself so much 
that you're not phased by what anyone says about you or what society says is is you know deemed quote-unquote normal because it's like what the fuck is normal excuse my language i know i said i <laughs> try not to cuss but you know what is normal we are a, a world of billions of people like what is supposed to be normal there is no normal because everyone is literally different there are no only person that are the same is twins and Not identical even. ones at that but even then yeah still yeah T and Tamara. yeah wait are they identical i don't think they're identical they're identical really interesting if i'm not mistaken they look just like just one got a mole and the other one don't <laughs> <laughs> sorry ladies if you guys hearing this i hope that i got that right but regardless i mean that's pretty much how i can tell them apart like i couldn't at first and so i realized that that's what that's the one thing i could split them apart with so i mean but but yeah so it's just like like for me personally right now i'm struggling with my armpit hair i stopped shaving <sighs> dang it's been a minute since i think like i came back two? it's been about three years wow I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but you was going longer before then. No. I would I would dabble, but I never was like committed to it because I was always afraid. And then I would um and then during certain events I would I would shave because I was like, Oh, this is a special event I need to shave. Um but now it's like first off one thing if there's this if there's one thing you take away from this podcast today just know that nobody is really thinking about you everybody is thinking about themselves thinking about other people thinking about them that's that's literally what's happening in our heads and so that is true yeah it took me a minute. I think some, some, well, I definitely got that from somewhere. I'm not sure if it was a podcast, a book, or whatever. But when you think about it, we're thinking about other people thinking about us. And it's just like, you have to completely, like, well, we take everything personal, so we think everything, we make everything about us. I know, but not everything's about you. Like if somebody give you a mean look. Why are they looking at me so mean when they could just be thinking about something? Right. But. Like there was a story, um, I can't, I, I, I'm not sure where it came from, um, but it's not me. So that's all I want you to know. <laughs> and there was a, um, so this guy got on the bus and um this other guy is looking at him and so he sits down and the guy's still looking at him so he's like you know what is do i have something on my shirt like what's going on like why is this guy still looking at me he moved to another seat and you know the guy was still like looking at him or whatever and he's just like why is this guy looking at me like what he's so rude like basically just like talking shit about this guy in his head or whatever so you know the guy um rings the bell or whatever to get off 
And so as he's getting off the bus, he takes out his cane. So the guy was blind. But this whole time, the other man was, was like, you know, basically worrying about what this guy was, was looking, looking at. at. And it's like, it's not about you. He thought it was about him. And it's just like, it's not about you. You know, we we're, every person is going through their own things. And we just have to, we have to empathize with each other's stories and not just discredit them because we feel like we've had it harder. And I think that's, that's, I feel like that's the discrepancy between the light and dark skin. Uh, Polite? Yeah. Is that uh, I feel that dark skin people are saying that they've had it harder than light skin people. But but at the same time, dark skinned people are not open to what light skinned people have to say as far as their own experiences. And I feel like even when they 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 say that their they they talk about their experiences, we automatically discount them. And it's just like, why do we do that to each other? Like we're creating a bigger divide between each other, basically on the same on the same. Uh, not scale but on the same level as what white people are doing to us like they are we're not being able to come together with our experiences because one thinks they're better than the other based off of color alone like all of this is based off of color alone because it's because the color is equated to stereotypes but it's like without the color, how do you have the stereotypes? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know. Okay, school days. That brings up the light skin versus dark skin thing. If you are school days, that's kind of what it was. That's kind of what they were about. It was like the light skin sorority versus the dark skin sorority. They kind of had that battle. They kind of had that battle and stuff. Like, um, I've personally seen favoritism between light and dark skin. Um, I've seen that through like through being in school <laughs> and with a few of my older friends um, because they were they were light skinned so it was two of them <coughs> it was two of I think I think I was I was the darkest one in the group there was uh, one of my old friends she was like she was like a lighter brown and then the two were like light skinned so you could see the disparity like and how they were treated with with men or guys um with people that were willing to help them more <clears throat> like you can you can blatantly see that and it kind of makes you feel at least for me it just made me like that shit is offensive because you're like well damn like i remember one time i remember i used to walk to mcdonald's like late at night be fucking in the dark walking at night and there was only a few people that were offered like if they see me walking they would pick me up so it was one situation where uh my old friend was telling me that um a dude saw her walking and picked her up you know what i'm saying and i'm like you know these motherfuckers see me walking every night and they'll they'll drive past me they'll drive past me you know but because i don't fit or because i'm not attracted to them then you know what i'm saying that, that made me mad because i'm like of course you can't be mad at the person because they don't have control over that but you still get mad because you like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? And even even in how men 
treat certain women, you know, they'll treat a lighter skinned woman better or they'll put up more with her, you know, or deal with certain baggage or just be a little bit more sensitive and open and vulnerable, you know, because of the way she looks, but with other with certain with certain other types then they'll just be more aggressive or Is that what Coda Black was saying? Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said. With dark skinned women, were considered rough, which is how he views himself. Basically, more mm -hmm. rougher and not necessarily beautiful. But when you look at light skin, it's more dainty and you know, it's it's more desirable. And I have to say that I I do that myself. Like, I'll be more. I'm more, and I've caught myself doing. I'm more susceptible to accept or trust lighter skin than I am dark skin. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I have to realize that I'm, I'm, that's how I feel about me, you know, mm -hmm. but you can see it, like you can see how even in the celebrities and the type of women that they choose, they'll choose to go for the exotic type of women, you know, the Brazilians or the fairer skin or, you know, like, it's like they want women, they want women with black qualities, but doesn't look black, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like. The Kylie Jenner's or you know the Brazilian models, the 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 Spanish women, and it's like not saying that they're not beautiful, but it's like I just want you to know that that's African blood in them. It's just they're also mixed with something else. They also have a little bit of a, another different culture inside of them, but that's us still in them. You know what I'm saying? So like you can you can blatantly see it like. And it gets very, it can be very like disheartening. Like, for example, uh, what's her name? Leslie Jones, the comedian. Yeah. And she feels like she doesn't necessarily have the, or people say, well, I'll say that her standard of beauty is different. Like, she's tall. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's brown skinned. She has a sense of humor. She's silly. Her hair's short and all of that. So it's, it's not necessarily her standard of beauty is not necessarily what people would consider beautiful and i feel like she's expressed that struggle for she feels like she's never going to find love because she feels or people don't necessarily consider her to be beautiful you know what i'm saying like the nina simones and i have to be honest and say the truth i wouldn't consider them to be beautiful because in my mind i wouldn't consider that to be beautiful but it's like there is beauty in them like that is beautiful you know what i'm saying like you can't just say Oh, you ugly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like somebody feel that way about you. Like, oh, you ugly. You know yeah. Saying? It's like the Nina, some like Nina Simone. You know what I'm saying? Hollywood. Uh, she had very, very big lips, very dark skin. Her nose. You know what I'm saying? But there's beauty in her. You know. It's just. I don't know. I, I noticed. I've noticed that in myself. Like. I can be very shallow when it comes to standards of beauty. You know, I'll look on I'll look on the outside as opposed to actually seeing what's more important. Like, is the person a good person? You know, I don't want to date date somebody that's fat. Oh no, you got to be fit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like shallow hell. Huh? Shallow hell. What's that? You never seen that movie with uh. What, uh, oh my goodness, what is the name? The guy from School of Rock. Who, Jack Rock? Yeah. Wait, his name is... His I name mean, Jack not. Black, my bad. <laughs> I was like... Jack Rock? 
J Rock is the black comedian. J Rock is a rapper, ain't he? I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> in the movie Shallow How, like he, um, uh, oh my gosh, it's been so long, but basically he was only seeing women. He would see the opposite. So, like, if he, if there was a um, very large woman walking down the street, he would see her as very skinny. And then at the end, it was kind of like, um, I well, I don't want to say it's kind of like I feel pretty, which I did not want to see that at first because I don't like the comedian involved. But it was actually she a pretty good message. It was a good message, and that's what I was taking from it. Um, because in the movie, she was. Um, she thought that she had changed, but in actuality, she, she, she yeah, she just grew, she just had, well, th the thing is, is that her confidence was in how she looked, mm -hmm. but the thing is, is that confidence is, isn't in how you look, it's what you know, to me personally, that's what I'm learning, it's not in what you, it's not in what you, so you think it's intellect? <clears throat> not necessarily intellect, but it's what you know. Like, I know I am who I am, and that's all that matters. Um, because my insecurities stem from trying to please the outside world. But it's just like, in trying to please the outside world, I am becoming more insecure with myself. I am unable to make simple-ass decisions about what I want to wear, how I want my hair, what I want to say, because I'm always thinking about what other people, how other people see me on the outside. And it's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Like, having that movie basically showed me that I am confident right now. In everything that, in who I am right now, I am confident in myself. It's, it's not going like, and I'm sorry if I'm uh, ruining the movie, I'm not sure how many people want to see this. It's on Netflix, it's called I Feel Pretty with... Uh, well, it's not on Netflix, Mama got that on Netflix. Oh, that I thought it was on Netflix. Well, anyways, if you, if you see it, if you go to see it or you're planning on seeing it, sorry guys. Um, but you didn't really give it away. Well, because I was about to say more, like, oh. like, um, because the thing is, is that she thought she was, she thought she was different, but she wasn't. So all of this confidence came from her just thinking, well, it was very weird how the movie was, but in her head, she saw her differently from where she was, but in actuality, she hadn't changed at all. Right. So it's like in your head, yourself. you see yourself as somebody else, and that's what brings you confidence. But in actuality, you're the same person you was before you thought of that stuff about yourself. Yeah. So I feel like in order to in order to not really care what other people think, you have to be so secure in who you are that nothing else matters. And that's definitely, I'm definitely still working on that. Um, especially within Catholicism, I have to, I, I feel like I have to adhere to certain standards of like modesty and all these other issues. But it's just like, 
I am who I am. I'm very respectful. I am, you know, empathetic. I'm intelligent. Like, you have to know, you have to look in yourself in the mirror and just be like, <clears throat> I am blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, just rattle off things that on top of your head that you know for sure that you are. And that's what gives you confidence in knowing what you know to be true. And it's like, we can't, we can't go back and be like, oh, I am beautiful. But then go back and be like, oh, I wish my lips were this big or weren't this big. Or I wish I had a little bit more breasts. Or I wish I had a little bit more booty. Like that goes against that, that creates cognitive dissonance in yourself because you're trying to believe one thing, but then you have this other thing trying to, um, disconnect you from what you believe but don't you have a right to want to look good like for example you're saying i want to love my body the way it is but i also want to be healthy and fit right but you're not it's not because to me it, there's a difference because yes i love the body i'm trying to love who i am now but i do know that i want to become stronger i want to you know be healthier and I do want some abs, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but that there's a difference between me wanting to do all of that because I feel I'm pressured to. Like, if you're doing something because you feel pressure, like, here's the thing. If I say today that I want to work out for the next six months because I want abs, right? Mm -hmm. At any point in those six months, I can stop and be okay because I recognize that I don't want to do it anymore. But if you were to do, if you were doing it for the wrong reasons, I feel that if you were to stop and be like, I don't want to do this anymore, then you're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel like you can't do certain things, like go outside and wear your two-piece bathing suit or, you know, just have your stomach out, whatever, because you feel like society is pressuring you to get those abs that you said that you wanted. But because you were thinking of what society wanted for you now that you've stopped doing this these things to get the abs pretty. yeah you don't feel attractive. attractive and so that's where i feel the difference is that's true that's very true there's just a lot of stuff that um that I feel like women deal with, but also we have to understand that men deal with these issues as well. Like being too masculine or being masculine enough or being too feminine. And it's just like we all have feminine masculine energy. Like, <laughs> you know, there, everyone has to have a balance because to be all masculine and not be in touch with your emotions or feelings, how are you going to relate to your wife or your girlfriend? Or your children. Yeah. And so it's just, and then on the other side with women, you know, women are, I feel like the stereotype is that women are all feminine energy, which, and they're always in touch with their emotions, all that stuff, but they're, you know, there are women out there who are able to, you know, do stuff that are typically masculine or whatever the case may be. And it's just like everyone should have a balance of some 
some on some spectrum between masculine and feminine because we all have both energies but we need to find that balance between ourselves some people may be 50% feminine energy and the rest masculine energy or some people may be more masculine energy than feminine energy and that's okay and that's the spectrum that we're trying to figure out at this moment I think more than anything we have to we feel like if we're not something else then it's bad like I could say that for me for example if since you're talking about the feminine and the masculine energy like feeling of wanting to be protected you feel me personally if I feel like I even use the example of Queen of the South. All right, so remember you had Teresa and you had, remember her, her friend? Kellyanne? Yeah, Kelly. No, 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 not Kellyanne. The friend that she started with, her son. Oh, son. oh, uh, dang. That was a long time ago. I forgot her name. Yeah, I don't remember her name. All right, so Teresa was obviously a little bit, she was able to, I wouldn't even say stronger. She was a little bit, she was able to handle a little bit more than her friend right. was. Right, her friend was kind of But it's like, out. does that make her friend weak? You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? True, yeah. And it's like uh Friday after next, day day and Craig. Craig uh Craig was a little bit more forward in his approach to uh getting the burglars. But Dede was a little bit more timid. Was Dede a coward? You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like I would say he was courageous because he could have just ran away completely, but he didn't. But and the same with the with the girl. Yes, she had to snort a line of cocaine to get her mind right in front of her son. But who's to say who's to say that if we were in that situation, what we would do? But I feel like if we 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 compare ourselves so much that if we don't do what if we don't do what somebody else does, then we feel like we don't add up or we're not good enough. I could say for me. Personally, I feel like if I don't do something a certain way or do it how the other person did it, then I don't measure up. That means that there's something wrong with me. And it's like, I think we have to be okay with being, being ourselves. Yes, and being different and knowing that no matter in our differences, we're still enough. We're still strong. Because even like for you and mama, like you and mama, I feel like you are stronger than I am. You know, because the way that y'all have done certain things. And I feel like because y'all didn't ask for help, then that means I don't need to ask for help. And then if I ask for help, then that makes me weak. But it's like to surrender is the ultimate strength, if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't necessarily make me weak. Just like me being scared doesn't make me a pussy. Or because maybe I want to wear weave. It doesn't make me not natural. You know, mm -hmm. uh, because I have a shaved head doesn't mean that or because I choose to get a relaxer doesn't mean that I don't care about my natural hair or I don't I'm not thinking about my body or, you know, it's just it's a lot of things. It's like you don't ha you don't have to be one way. But I feel like we're all so pressured to feel like we have to do certain things. And if we're not doing this, if we're not doing that, then that means this, you know, what I'm saying and it's mm -hmm. like. I guess that goes back to the cognitive dissonance. We feel if we're not doing what the other person's doing, then that means there's something lacking in us. But it could be just because we just want to go our own way. You know, maybe we didn't get to that point yet or, you know, but you feel like there's something missing in you if you haven't gotten there yet. You know, but it's like, it's a journey, you know? It's definitely a journey. 
Well, that's why I said the first the first things first is being being comfortable with who you are and knowing that you don't have to subscribe, you know, to anybody else's morals or beliefs. But you but don't want to be wrong in your belief. But I the know thing, for me, but you the don't want to be wrong. But the thing is is that as long as you are open minded then it's okay if you there are points in your life where you are wrong the thing is is that we're never ever going to be completely right that's saying that you want you're try you're striving to be perfect the only person that's perfect is god there's no other there's no other entity in this world that's completely right a hundred percent all the time so that has to be thrown out like there's there's never going to be a point in your life where you're completely a hundred percent right on everything that you do say or or act on or whatever so you you have to be open with the fact that there are going to be times in your life where you are wrong but you have to be open to where you can either open to other people's opinions so that you can kind of um like grow or just open to learning more information because some people they learn certain things about something and they're like okay cool this is what i'm going to believe in from this point forward and then they learn more information about what it is that they initially were so gung-ho about and then like oh i'm just i'm not going to include this information in like no if you learn some new information you need to include that in your gathering so that you can continue on with your um with your experiment or whatever if as far as like a, if we were to think of this as a scientific experiment mm -hmm. you come up with your hat you come up with your you okay you have an observation so say for example okay let's do this all right so your observation is what what's your observation you can't be you can't uh well i'll do me personally okay so i feel that um, I can't No, okay, so my observation is that the norm is that women shave their armpits They shave under their arms. They do a little landscaping below whatever they shave their legs for me That's an observation most women. I feel like I can say the majority of women Shave okay. Mm -hmm. That's my observation. So my hypothesis is that I'm gonna freaking have anxiety if I stop shaving <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know like that's my hypothesis. If I stop, if I stop shaving, um, I thought you, I thought your hypothesis was gonna be women only. Women shave because they feel like they have to. Well, that would be a, that would be an observation as well. Okay. In my opinion. But anyways, so yeah, so if I'm observing that, um, that the majority of women shave then my hypothesis would be that, for me personally, that... Um, I'm gonna have anxiety shave. Yeah, I'm gonna Not have shave. anxiety if I don't shave. Yes, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then to, to start my experiment, it's like, okay, if I stop shaving for this month, it's like, yeah, I definitely have some anxiety because I feel like everyone's looking at me but it's just like no one's looking at you you know what i'm saying 
And then it's like, if your friends are the ones who are telling you, oh, you should shave, but that's gross, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, are those really your friends? But it's like, are they being honest with you? But at the same time, it's like, are do you have like-minded people around you? Because if all your friends want to subscribe, and this is okay, it is okay to subscribe to society's standards. It's okay for those people. But just know that it causes a lot of issues. It does. Because now you're in a group of friends who don't, uh, I don't want to say don't like you for who you are, but yeah, they don't like you for who you are because you decided... Not really, I don't think I think creeps a very strong word just because you don't shave. So they think you're you're <laughs> like weird. Just the they may think you're in my experience they may think that you're nasty. They may think that you're unclean. Um, those might be the same words or whatever. But they they just are like ugh, you know. Um, so it's just like you have to surround your pe- your surround yourself with like-minded people. So it's just like through this experiment, I've learned that I have to drop a lot of society's expectations of what a woman is, what a woman is supposed to look like. Yeah. I have to love myself for who I am with or without hair and know that first off, having hair anywhere on my body, whether it's on top of my head, on my legs, wherever, does not take away how intelligent I am. It doesn't take away any type of talents or skills that I have. It's literally purely aesthetics that we shave. And um, so it's like through the experiment, the past three years of not shaving, it's definitely hard. Sometimes even when I was at the wedding, I was like, oh my gosh, like I was wearing this like shawl thing because I was just like, oh, I don't, like, it's just like, first, it's, it's just a whole cycle of wanting to please people and wanting to not disturb the peace or whatever the case may be. And it's just like, it's not about you. It's really not. And if somebody comes and, and comes up to you and it's just like, oh, you should really do something about that, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, who are you? You don't have to live my life. So it's like I have that in my head, but on the other side, I'm just like, but it's not acceptable. And it's like, yeah. but why isn't it acceptable? Like, and um, it's it just, it's just crazy. But, you know, my conclusion is that, you know, I'm beautiful just the way I am. And no one can tell me what I can do or not do to, to my body. Um, and it's just like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be worried about people not liking me on the basis of me not shaving. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I first heard you say you wasn't shaving, I thought you was. I thought that was weird. But then I get it now because who the fuck wants to do all that? Yeah, and it's not even that. It's just like it's literally. Even I wearing deodorant. I was like, oh hell no! I was like, whoa. Yeah, see, I whoa. have. I'm having trouble. For you guys that don't know, I'm having. Obviously, you don't know. We haven't talked about this, but. I'm having trouble finding a deodorant that works for me because one, deodorant, all deodorant is, it clogs your pores. It clogs up your pores, so it doesn't actually, like, it, it, it does more harm to good. And then I got to the point where I was using deodorant and then when I would take a shower, I would be scrubbing my freaking armpits to get the old deodorant off. 
actually like that though, especially when, get, no. when the powder get caught in the hair. I like no. to pick it. No, it was it just it was to the point where I had to use baking soda, like a baking soda paste. Like it would get stuck in the hair on no, your skin. No, like my skin was like it was pasty. It's not even that I was using that much. Like it would just my skin just absorbed it. And it would stay there. It wouldn't go off. And it was it's not like it was working. It wasn't working. I was still sweating. I was sweating through it all. Oh, so yeah. it's just like I stopped using it because I was just like, ugh. So now I only use it if I know I'm gonna be outside for long periods of time, like out outside and not just in my car, into a building in my car, into another building. But if I'm like like I'm going on a hike or something, I'll put on deodorant. But it's just like I haven't really found the one I know there's one I have to check out. It's called Naked. Um, but even like the salt, I got one from um, Fresh Foods or Fresh Market or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, uh, what is it called? Freak. Mineral. It was like a mineral bar or something. You, you like add water and then put it on. It's like, okay, but then like <laughs> one time, <laughs> I guess it was so natural. <laughs> Jax was like, attracted to it he started licking my armpits and i was just like this is too weird <laughs> i was like this is too weird bro and i was just like yeah so i had that issue because literally everything everything that's made for it, if you think about it it's like oh there's a reason blah blah blah, blah. <sighs> look okay i understand you don't want to smell in public and it's all at all whatever but first of all we all have smells there's a difference between musk and your natural smell and that's what i was trying to tell you talk to you about and i feel like day. my natural smell is must bro you ain't no way in hell i get out the shower i scrub my armpits and i still smell like i ain't put it still smell like that before but like it smells stronger to you but when i smelled it it was it was like a normal you smell i feel like that's because you're open-minded when I got in the car, mama, mama told me that I stuck. Yeah, but mama's nose is very, very strong. Right. Like, right. So again, to a strong but that nose, doesn't it's mean musty. Look. Right. There are reasons why there are perfumes called musk. I want to. I want to naturally smell good. I want to be able to not but even have to put on perfume. Okay, you but smell me. Ooh, smell First good. of Thank all, you. that doesn't happen because every. Even if I smell like it's called pheromones. Well, maybe my pheromones is dirty because all the food I be eating. I mean, yes, food. The food that you eat does contribute to your smells. That's why, like, when you sweat, I can tell when I'm dehydrated. I mean, obviously, I can tell before I smell myself that I'm dehydrated. <laughs> but you're like, what we excrete is what's in our body, and if if we're very smelly then we need to make sure that we're eating right and we're drinking water because all of that contributes to how we smell i ain't even gonna lie i'm gonna keep it real a hundred and a hundred oh lord where's this going where's this going on on the podcast and y'all don't judge me because i feel like this is a non-judgment zone okay <coughs> this is a that we have created a space where there are no judgments but even my vagina bro like yesterday for example i washed you, you definitely know, took it there though. i i get you know you get all up in your lips your labia what okay, men are definitely not going to listen to this now whatever i mean don't they gotta if they if they're not circumcised they gotta pull a shaft back get all the meat and shit in there too so but when you put like even when you wipe your labia like you get your lips 
What are you saying? Are you saying labia? Labia. Okay, I was about to say. You get your lips, you wipe your lips, and then you get the hole, you get your urethra, and then you get the hole. What? The the, the, the vaginal connection. Just spread it apart and wipe. Nah, I be scrubbing oh, see, one lip at a side on no, the other. No, you doing a lot. Yes, because I be trying to get that motherfucker clean, but it's like, I got to shower. First off, your body cleans itself. Don't douche. That's I don't know. Oh, yeah. I did once. I I mean I have done it but once. But you can, and you can then soak I, in the apple like you can soak in vinegar. I mean yeah, you can definitely soak, but douching is very bad for you. But it's because like because you're putting foreign yeah. Anyways, continue. Putting Sorry. foreign objects in your vagina. Yeah. But even after I got out of the shower, like my shit still I feel like it still smells musty. I'm like, bruh. What the fuck? Like, you need to eat better. Cause I'm been, like, damn, should I even put on panties? You've been eating water burger. Our I mean, house. Yeah. What? The Owl House. I'm like, Owl House. Yeah. Um, but even. It's an Owl I don't even know if I wipe right, but I mean. Um, from front to back. Nah, I go up. Oh my gosh. We I feel like front to back is so weird. A, okay, but here's the thing if you go back to front, all of that, first off, do you know the. the okay. So, you have your anus, and then you have the perineum, and then you have your vagina stuff. So, if you're wiping from back, even though you may not be going all the way to the anus, your perineum could have fecal matter there. So, you're wiping from your perineum, which is pretty much your anus, to the front. So, all that bacteria is going up your vagina. That's why but you I go I feel from like back. wiping back, so wiping back like that. Yeah, you just go like this. And go like oh, that. Well, I don't, I don't grip them. I just no. See, this is why we. This is this is why when I have kids, they're going to know any and everything, and I'm not ashamed of that. I don't care how old they are. If they come to me at four years old talking about mommy on TV, I don't care. We gonna have a sit down. I feel like that's gonna require me to use a lot more toilet paper. No, it's not. It takes two squares of toilet paper. Uh uh. I at least need four. Double I mean, up. how many plies are there already? If it's one four. ply, then yeah, four. But if it's like two, three ply, you only need like two, three squares. I just need that shit to be thick because I don't want to feel the pee go through my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> But even just the smell of the vagina, then like my toes, you know, I want pretty feet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, do I want pretty feet because the outside world or because I feel like we stuff. can't really control that there's so much about our body that we can't control like yeah, you can get your you can get your I mean as far as pretty feet go are you talking about like I want my nails to be clear okay well that's something I don't know if you can I mean I know there's stuff that you can do but and my toenails not to be so thick okay you did I don't think you can control how thick your toenails are well technically on YouTube you can you're really gonna trust YouTube right now I mean, they say thick toenails is a sign of fungus and stuff. So I feel like some people just have thick toenails. Yeah, there are some people that do have thick toenails. Um, but we do all, even removing dark spots from our bodies using baking soda. I uh, mean, bleaching. That's a whole thing. Like in yeah, Caribbean nice. islands and. It, and I don't, I don't know 
about Spanish culture, but I don't know if, if that's a thing for them. But I know for, um, for black people, like, that's a huge thing. To go into a beauty supply store and see, okay, so where were we? we the last Delaware. beauty, we was in Delaware. And it okay. was like a, a Haitian market, like a food store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the bleaching stuff was behind the counter, as if somebody had been stealing the bleaching stuff for their, like, all the creams and soaps and stuff like that. And I'm just like, bro, why are we still doing this to ourselves? Even Sammy Sosa. Oh my gosh, imagine, when I saw that picture, I was like... Imagine the trauma he's been through. It's like, you don't know what people are going through. You really don't. But the thing is, is that we all have gone through similar situations. And why is it so difficult for us to come together as one and just be like, bro, I can relate to you, your story. You're not alone. You have somebody out here who is who, um, you know, you can talk to. But instead, we internalize all that shit. We feel like we're going, going through it by ourselves, and then we try to correct the situation ourselves, and then and then basically do harm to ourselves and and try to change our bodies and stuff. And it's just like we need to be there for our community. And I feel like we are doing. I think we're definitely doing a better job, but obviously we have a long ways to go. But, you know, with the whole black girl magic and black boy joy, I really feel like that's a good movement yeah. of showing just all all types of black people, whether you're light skin, dark skin, albino, whatever, mixed, Afro-Latina, like just all black people and mixed people, whatever, like to get out there and be happy for who you are and know that you're beautiful and and I, the, I think the one movement where I was literally like grinning from ear to ear um, was the Black Boy Smiles. It was like Black Boy Smiles or something like that. It was basically black men smiling. Oh my goodness. To see that many pictures of black men smiling, I was like ear to ear. I was so happy and proud. Oh my gosh. And it is so, so crazy that it took this type of movement to kind of realize that black men you don't really see black men smiling that that way per se like it, it was just something different for me to see like all of these black men smiling and that was a really really good movement for me to witness and i'm i'm honestly like i know there are a lot of people who are like technology is ruining us which i mean it is but i feel like in this day and age technology is bringing awareness to so many different movements that wouldn't have been possible otherwise yeah and it's i feel like it's definitely helping with beauty it's, it definitely is because you get to see like I can look up a whole bunch of natural girls it's like I'm not the only natural girl you know like I I can see different examples of what being natural is so you don't feel like you're alone yeah it, it definitely has helped knowing that there are a ton of people out there who are embracing themselves for who they are they don't want to subscribe to you know society's assimilation tactics anymore and we're all out there trying to love each other and love ourselves, you know, for what God made us to be. Um, 
and I really think that that's super important right now it, like it really really is important because so many of us are just we just feel down on our luck so it's like to feel down on our luck and then also not love yourself for who you are it's just like what am I here for So it's just like to have that type of representation. And that's why I was so into Tumblr because it, to me, it's a bit, it's more intense than, uh, than Instagram is mm-hmm. because with Tumblr, there's so many, just the platform is, I mean, obviously the platform is different, but I can go through so many things on Tumblr and I feel like with Instagram, it's kind of just based off of your followers. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I know you can follow like Instagram tags. Like you can, you can follow a hashtag, um, like different hashtags. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's still very limited. Whereas Tumblr, I can keep going, going. And I don't know, like, it's just different for me. So I created my whole black like it was just all black everything (laughs) like and then so it's just like when i would go to any other platform i was just like oh my gosh like i've really made a world for myself within tumblr and that's the scary thing about it because it's just like it takes you in and then it's kind of you kind of forget how the world is really like and then so it's like a culture shock when you get back like, cause I'll be on Tumblr. Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed because it is what it is. Like I was, I would be on Tumblr for like hours and hours and hours and hours. I've never like I spent like maybe an hour or two on Instagram, but I can literally be on Tumblr for four plus hours. Easy. It's kind of like Pinterest, I guess. I don't really see why people get into Pinterest. Because you get into, you get into. Um, creating these basically woulda coulda I don't wanna say shoulda woulda coulda I don't I know not coulda but should like oh if I can plan my wedding or plan um what my house what my dream house wanna be or what I wanna travel or different hairstyles or different recipes that I wanna try like you know how many recipes I have in my recipe box in my I mean I used to and then I stopped but I mean, there Pinterest is pretty good, but Tumblr is just like you're just scrolling, 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 scrolling. But it was just nice to have a space where Black people were celebrated, and we had our hashtag Blackouts, um, and it was just nice. But you get into the real world.